I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Welcome back. Welcome us back. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We don't have a ton of stuff going on, but we got enough to wear... We're here, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's yeah. the bottom line. Did you watch the fight last night, Joe? Or did you hear about it? Did you watch uh, clips? Did you, anything? Um, I watched most of the prelims. Did not see the pay-per-view. Heard about the fights, though. Yeah, saw it. So oh. Glad I didn't Pretty gruesome. Um, pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah, not, those are the worst. you want to pay for. N- no, th- those are the worst fights when someone goes down like that when you know oh, yeah. you're like everybody's kind of robbed you know yeah everybody bad involved or, you know a bad like accidental cut or a bad poke in the eye where the the doctor doesn't let somebody you know those ones are the ones where it's like ah and yeah. that's that was a i mean that was the fight that was the highlighted fight of the night i know it's supposed to be a five rounder if possible and that what the end of the first round that happened so yep <laughs> right it's what it is but yeah. What do you think? McGregor's done or what? Nah, I'm yeah, I'm sure he'll try to make a comeback for sure. I'm sure, I'm sure he will, too. He's not going to want to go out like that. I know. I just don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know how bad it is yet. Right, yeah, not to mention, I don't even know. You know, when, when you peak as a fighter and then you continue to fight, it just gets... It just gets embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I think I yeah. think Conor McGregor. Well, sometimes the hunger leaves too. Yeah, I mean, look at Ronda Rousey. Yeah. She couldn't be beat. No one ever thought she'd be beat. And then all she did was get beat. Yeah, well, again, I think that has a little bit to do with her getting comfortable, but also the popularity of the sport and you know females that possibly couldn't have been able to to do that got the opportunities to do that, and the sport grew so fast. And I think uh, that's why she went down. I believe. Um, but there's certain um, fighters like Connor. I feel like he came from nothing, 
and he had the hunger and the, the drive to do what he did. And then once he got the money, I felt like he got a little lazy a little bit. So, and I feel like some fighters do, do yeah. that. So I mean, he's got the money. All right. That dude's got yeah. some money. That's what I'm saying. He's going to be fine regardless at this point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I enjoyed watching him when he was good, you know? So anyways, we digress. I guess the one question is, is that once you get that kind of money, and you don't have that drive, why do you put yourself in there with people who are coming up trying to get your money, you know? I mean, I guess you you, you either love the sport or you, there's, I mean, there's money in losing. There's a lot of money you know, in losing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you can pay me like that to lose, I mean, you know, I, no one wants to get their face bashed in, but well, for a cool couple mil, yeah, I mean, a cool few mil, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm down. Count me in. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, with that said, um, look, we got some um, just some basic news and then a few recruits that that we have gone by since we were last here. And we're going to get into all of that. But first, we want to talk about uh, the green room map. The green room map is formerly the what you want to call it? The um, the uh, oh, there it is. The locker room app. I'm distracted. Can you tell? Yeah. Uh, the locker room app. Okay, so the locker room app was bought out by Spotify. It's now the green room app. That is the app that you can download at the iOS and Android stores. And you can find us there. Uh, Sean, Cuse, Sean Space Cuse Militia is how you can find us uh, over at the green room app. And you sign up. You just need a username and a email and a password. login password. And then, yes, you're going to need a password. And then you can you can follow us. We can follow you. You don't even have to always listen to us. But this is how we are going to do our fan feedback in the future. And you won't have to listen. But what you um, can do is even do stuff on your own if you want. If you want to do some live yeah. game stuff or if you just want to chat it up. Uh, there's numerous to- topics there. There's, there's all sorts of categories, and it's not just limited to sports, so you can do whatever you want. So uh, go there, iOS and Android. Download the Green Room app by Spotify. Follow us, Sean, Space, Cuse, Militia. Go there. All right. So uh, this the name, image, and likeness stuff, Joe, for um, these guys has really kind of um, taken off in a way because yeah. – uh, you've got Buddy Bayheim. In fact, I read, I think, at Syracuse Sports Illustrated uh, that he was the first person to um, have their own apparel with their, with their school's trademark on it in the NIL era. So that was one of the questions that was going to be, was that can you have – your school's logo, can you use that trademark to support your brand as a student? And apparently, you can. So, how that's done, yeah. who, who knows? It's maybe a kickback or a percentage or whatever whatever it may be. But you can get uh, Buddy Bucket's apparel over at, where is that, Player's Trunk, okay? And actually, uh, Joe Gerard has some stuff over there. He's got some JG3 gear over at the same place. They're both on Cameo now, so they're able to make money doing that. They are also, well, Jimmy Beheim's on Cameo as well. And you got Josh Black. He uh, has a partnership with Wolfpack Clothing, 
And he put on Twitter, you know, use the code Josh Black, get 30% off any order. So, I mean, that's that's big stuff. That's big stuff. And that's yeah. kind of that's 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 the base product. That's this, this is the base stuff that they should have been allowed to do, in my opinion, for years. There's no there's there's very little, I should say, issue I see with this um, this type of stuff. This is exactly the, the stuff. I think we sh- they should have been able to do long ago. So, anyway, good for them. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And you even saw it now with uh, Terrence Roberts coming out and saying because of all this, Beheim should come out and get his hundred and one wins back. You know, oh, yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, one of those things where uh, tough man. Well, I hated that he lost those. <laughs> those well, games I mean, you, we, took so long for this to happen, but yeah, at least it happened and. Okay, well, we can finally, you know, not feel so taken advantage of, right? So, yeah, so you can go ahead and you can say, oh, well, you know, um, Jim Beheim is is got these wins um, officially minus 101, but everybody knows the deal, dude. No, oh, yeah. You can't take away, you can't just take away, they, did they take any losses away? I mean, <laughs> so. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. No, of course they didn't. <laughs> but I mean, it's the whole thing was dumb from the get go. But we know the number, whatever it is, whatever they're telling you it is, add 101 to it. That's the truth. So, that's an easy one to de- to decipher. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, hey, go support the players, man. Go support the players. Go to Wolfpack Clothing. Support Josh Black and uh, Players Trunk. You want to get some Buddy Buckets gear, some JG3 gear? They go there. Check that out. I think that's really cool. Uh, Bayheim's Army, I think they added their final piece. Joe DJ Kennedy, he's a four-time TBD, TBT champion with Overseas Elite. And they are not a team this year. So that is our second Overseas Elite player, 6'5 guard. Um, he was uh, play, he, the, he won four years in a row, 15, 16, 17, and 18. He was named tournament MB, MVP in 2015, 2018. So this dude's a baller. This dude's yeah. a baller, right? And Man, remember uh, from St. John's, right? St. John's player. You're still in the beast. Yeah, he's a good player. So, yeah, I just uh, we would definitely be a one seed if obviously we were. I mean, I mean, we have one seed potential, and I think that honestly, after all these pickups and, and stuff like that, I mean, we're gonna have a target on our back for sure. It's gonna be tough, and it's gonna be interesting to see who gets the minutes because. It's going to be interesting to me to see what the fans' um, thoughts are on it because I know that, um, you know, it started out as like a Syracuse alumni thing, and a lot of the fans they go there because or, you know they they watch it and they are interested in, in it because they're all previous like Syracuse players, and now that we've gone to the point where we picked up four players that hadn't played with us. Um, if some and you know two of them from overseas is elite, I have to believe that those guys are going to be getting a decent amount of minutes. Um, I just don't know how the fans are going to feel when we have players from other teams playing that many minutes. I know how I felt the other year when uh, what's his name was uh, on it, the shooter, the, the shooter there. I, from, I, I know forget his name. I know who you're talking but about. He was an NBA player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Came in and he just yeah just so chucked him up. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we talked, we talked about that, but we talked about him and I forget his name too right now. Steven, something Stevens, Steven. So I I can't remember Mm. anyway. Um, 
this this is this is something that I think Syracuse fans. Well, I'll I'll speak for myself. I never wanted to see other players other than Syracuse alum in this TBT tournament for Bayheim's Army. I mean, you call it Bayheim's Army. You know, DJ Kennedy, obviously, you know, I guess you join the team, you become a part of it. But at the end of the day, this was a Cuse alum team, and it stayed that way for for a long time. But uh, I think to win this thing, Joe, to really um, put together a group of seasoned guys that all graduated from Syracuse and to, to if you really want to win this thing, you got to get outside the box a little bit. And I think they're throwing everything they can at it to chase this thing down and bring home the hardware. So, yeah, uh, I mean, well, that's, uh, I'm right there with you as far as that goes. I think we've talked about that as far as um, in the past, I think that we've talked about, I think it actually might've been last year when I think they lost early and we were kind of like, you know, it's nice seeing just Syracuse players, but at the flip side, like to win this tournament, we're going to have to get players other than Syracuse alumni players. I think we talked about that last year, and um, if we really wanted to win it, it was just one of those things. And right. I guess this year it looks like they're in it to win it. Yeah, I mean, they're throwing everything at it. They had the uh, head coach and change. Ryan Blackwell's still there, but they got a different head coach now. So they're trying some things, and obviously – uh, it it is we'll see what happens but you know if they go out and they win a championship after they made these changes then you look like a genius and I don't think it's going to be one of these years where they're they're going to struggle the past couple years man they they just struggled you know yeah. and um you know they're not getting any younger yeah Tyler Lydon this year Malachi Richardson um yeah CJ Fair we got some Chris younger McCall, guys yeah Shukuo. But Chuku, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just we know that there's players out there that could come and, and play, but we don't know their situations overseas and professionally and in their lives, right? So um, we know that there's alumni out there that are younger than the Hakeem Warks and Demetrius Nichols and Eric Devendorfs of the world. Um, but uh, you really can only, you know, you don't know what's going on. So, right. So, again, uh, that first game is uh, the weekend of July 24th. I believe that is at noon. Don't quote me on that, but it is July 24th where they will. I do believe it's a Saturday at noon. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. July 24th at noon. We'll, we'll go with that. If Joe says it, it must be right. Yeah, right? Right. Right, guys? So, <laughs> uh, we got some recruits, okay? We had some recruits come through. Uh, since we've been gone and Joe, I'm just going to intro these guys and you can do with what you want. So it's defensive heavy. And I want to know if that concerns you at all. These are, this is going to be the class of 2022 Quan Peterson, uh, cornerback six, one, 175. And the two, four, seven, uh, sports composite rankings got him 1240 nationally cornerback one eleven, And in his state of South Carolina, they got him 21st. So, Pretty good. And the 247 has him as uh, the 117th quarterback and the 26th in the state of South Carolina. And he, we, Syracuse beat out Coastal Carolina, Georgia Tech, uh, Appalachian State, and some others. Let me see. Is there more on here? Is this for Quan? Yeah, Marshall, Akron, Charlotte. So, yeah, not a lot of big schools in there, so. 
No, he actually didn't have a lot of big schools. I don't think, I mean, I, there was some teams that were kind of looking at him, but from what I understand, he uh, he was getting interest from his home state of South Carolina, and I guess that's kind of what the, the last worry of possibly him decommitting and, and getting flipped is uh, that he was getting looked at by, I believe, like, you know, the Coast Carolinas, the App States, the, the next tier, like the higher up you know, lower level conferences. Uh, but again, like I said, his home state of South Carolina, they were, you know, giving him some interest. So you never know if that offer will come at some point. But for right now, he's with us. Uh, and, you know, he's tall. He's lengthy. He um, can play the ball really, really well. And honestly, like at this point, I really don't even I don't even really like question the defensive backs that Nick Monroe gets for for our defense. Um, it's obvious that it's been obvious for at least a couple of years since we've lost the last couple of coaches that he's been one of our better um, recruiters in the way that the defensive backs, I believe, have been you know brought up and how they get better every year, and you can just see it. Um, it's just a high just high five to that guy. Like he's definitely. I think one of this our was better. a Tony 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 White recruit. Right, but Nick Monroe is a defensive back coach. I got you, got you. He kind of picks the guy, you know what I mean? So he might not have been the exact recruit, but as a position coach, they talk and kind of gets to pick the guys kind of that he wants to go after that he thinks that he can kind of mold into what he wants on his defense. And like we've seen, they just brought, just put three of them in the NFL, right? Garrett Williams is is the next guy coming up. And we had a whole bunch of true freshmen play last year. Um, with some good ones that are coming in as well this year. So it's, um, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really questioning any of the defensive backs that we really bring in at this point. Um, not, uh, not all of them are going to hit, but this guy kind of looks like that taller kind of Melifuanu guy that's got the reach, got the length, and, you know, he's very good at uh, obviously knocking down balls and <clears throat> guarding receivers, stuff like that. So, um, obviously, he has to get bigger, 6'1", 175, but that just comes with time and obviously a strength and conditioning program at, at college. So, Right. Um, does the does the lack of offensive recruits for this class bother you? I mean, I know there's obviously a long way to go, but, you know, you hear people talk about it, so, I mean, I figured I'd bring it up. It is defensive heavy. Yeah. You've, got, you've got, I mean, you've got some – our wide receiver situation isn't the greatest, I guess. You know, I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like in 2022, but right. um, Taj Harris will probably be gone, right? And then you've got guys like Anthony Queeley and um, Cooper Lutz. Sherrod I mean. Johnson will be gone. <laughs> Sherrod Johnson, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Well, we're waiting for, I mean, obviously that younger tier of, of receivers yeah. to kind of come up. But I think we got some good ones last year. Uh, still obviously waiting to see if any of those guys can can help. Um so, yeah, and obviously we had a couple other guys that were uh, redshirted and stuff like that that are sitting on the bench as well. So uh, there's obviously going to have to be guys that step up, no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, our running back position is better, our offensive line. And I kind of look – I'm not worried about it because I kind of look at last year's recruiting class, and I feel like that was more of an offensive-heavy um, class, a lot of linemen that we brought in, stuff like that. So I think this is just kind of evening itself out. Plus, we still got a long way to go. I mean, we only have, but how many recruits? Eight recruits, eight or something nine. like that. 
yeah eight or nine yeah mm-hmm. so we still got a bunch coming and uh it could obviously you know even itself out as we go along we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com match terms and conditions apply need to hire You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Right. Um, Okay, well, we will get back to the other two recruits after I talk again quickly about the Green Room app. Okay. I just talked about it two seconds ago. You guys should be well aware. All right. So go there. Go to iOS. Go to Android and download this thing, the Green Room app. Go there. Sign up. Takes an email address, a username, and a password, and boom. Sean, space Q Smolosha. Go there. Join us. You can either get in on that there or you can um, do it yourself. Create your own room. Get in and start start something for yourself. Now, this is how we're going to do fan feedback uh, going forward. So um, you're going to want to get on it. I'm telling you. Hopefully. I'm, to- I'm telling you. Well, yeah, right? Hopefully. That's that's the truth. So um, that's it. Go there. iOS, Android, Green Room by Spotify. Go there. Download it. Sign up. It's free. Guys, it's free. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. All right. Makai Mason. Makai Mason, linebacker, 6'1", 220, and 247 composite rankings have him ranked 1,040th in the country, 105th for linebackers, and 144th in the state of Florida. 247 has him the 82nd linebacker and the 103rd in Florida. So uh, Syracuse beat out, again, Georgia Tech, Florida State, is a good one um he had offers from coastal carolina indiana and i think that's about it no mississippi Uh, pittsburgh and west virginia okay well those weren't on his those weren't his his, top his his top he had his top eight so right seven final his seven finalists were florida state georgia tech pittsburgh indiana Ole miss and west virginia okay so i mean that's a good offer sheet uh, yeah, no, it definitely is. And he had his originally scheduled visit. He was going actually to Washington State, and he decided to cancel that trip and decided to go to Syracuse instead and obviously committed. So I think he probably had a kind of an idea of already where he wanted to be, I think. And um, well, here he is. So Yeah. 
What'd you think, Joe? Do you, uh, so you're going to have to help me out, too, because I, I, I didn't watch any tape for Makai Mason. Yeah, Makai Mason. He's just, he's like a bullet getting shot. I mean, he reminds me a little bit of like Marlo Wax last year when you watched his tape and you're just a guy coming through the line, making the tackles like in the backfield. Um, and then still, you know, not getting his eyes caught in the backfield and, and allowing certain plays like screen passes and, and um, little dump offs and pass plays uh, beat him over the top either. So, um, you know, 6'1, 220 is pretty pretty big size and um yeah with the offer sheets that he had and everything like that and seeing his his tape and how he plays and seeing how our linebackers played last year um that he looks like he just fits right in i don't think he's going to be a he's not going to be a guy he's not going to be one of those um outside linebackers that come out and come to the end i don't i don't think anyway and rush the passer um but i feel like he's definitely a guy that can help in the run protection early, uh, if need be, but we are pretty solid right now at linebacker. But he's just another one adding to a to a really really good group. Well, in 2022, when he, you know, becomes a freshman, what does what does it look like in 2022? Refresh Still my Still everybody we have. Is it okay? So yeah, it'll be so it'll we, be a we solid don't know core. What's going on with Lee? Well, we don't know what's going on with Lee Pogba right now. Right. Um. He uh, still, I don't think, is on the team. Uh, I, I heard some rumor, some story about how he was down in like Ole Miss and took pictures with like an Ole Miss jersey on. Um, so I don't really know what's going on. I think that eventually that's going to get resolved and we're going to figure out uh, maybe not what happened, but obviously what he's doing because he obviously was one of our better linebackers and, and one of the more higher recruits um, in the past couple of years. But we still have Jeff Canton, our coup, Mikel Jones, Marlo Wax. We got Stephon Thompson last year who played really well uh, rushing on the outside. So, I mean, there's four guys right there on top of um, some others that were redshirting and, and that um, were injured as well. So we're, we're pretty solid there as well. And um, I don't believe we even have a senior in that group. The only senior I think we would have had was if Tyrell Richards would have stayed, which is the one guy that we lost last year. So, right. If Lee Pogba was there, then I mean, we would have a we'd have five easy solid. And I know that we have, have a couple other um, outside linebacker type guys. I think Steve Linton I think is another one where he's an outside linebacker, but he's more like outside linebacker, defensive end. He's in there to to rush the passer. So, um, I think that we're pretty deep there, and we're young at the same time too. Uh, so. Yeah, 2020, who knows if we're 2022, who knows where we're going to be because you never know what players are going to do. But um, if anything, he red shirts, sits behind a great group and is, is going to be ready to compete in 23, which. Right, that's just it. You know, I mean, um, that's, just... that's the crux of it sometimes, you know. Sometimes guys aren't going to come in and just kill it and have to. Sometimes you don't need them to come in and kill it because you have such a good group, and that's not a bad problem to have. So. Yeah, well, they'll be in good shape next year, assuming most, if not all, come back. So, right. Um, is it is it Q year or Qua year? I don't know. I would probably guess the second one that you said. Qua year, okay. Qua yeah. year, Qua Price, uh, defensive lineman, 6'2", 255 pounds. He's uh, out of New Jersey. Uh, three star, high three star. Uh, 696 nationally ranked for uh, 247 composite rankings. 
uh, 102nd uh, for his position and 14th in the state of New Jersey. This is probably the best get so far for this class. And by the way, this is the, this is the eighth recruit. So th- that is um, that is eight. You were right. Yeah, that's our number. Yeah. Uh, yeah so um, he, Syracuse beat out uh, a couple decent schools again: West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Rutgers, Kansas, Indiana, Maryland. Uh, among some others. PC. So Boston College, um, Buffalo, and UConn. So a lot of interest in him, and Syracuse Syracuse pulls him pulls him away from everybody, which is good. Kind of not in Syracuse's backyard, really, but I mean, you know, it's up there, over there, um, right. in that area. So that's good to see pulling pulling someone from New Jersey. Yeah, we got. Yeah, this guy, uh, he's pretty good. He's watching his – he's definitely, I believe, at least – he might not be the best when you look at tape um, because, you know, you have other tape that sometimes looks better and some people play against better competition, less competition. So um, there are some good tape on some of our, you know, uh, eight recruits that we have. But he's definitely, as far as 247 sports, he's definitely the highest-rated guy that we have um, this year. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what really what – because, you know, 335 – we really only have one traditional defensive end in there, and that's kind of what he's coming into play defensive end right now. But it's not like he's at a crazy staggering height to where he couldn't possibly be like a defensive lineman down the road. Uh, all really depends on how he puts on his weight um, and his frame. Uh, but when I look at his his high, his highlight tape, I mean, he's bench pressing these guys. He's coming up. He knows how to use his hands. Uh, 6'2", 255. Uh, he's a big boy. He's strong. And the other thing I noticed, too, is that when he does um, beat his man, he gets to a point of attack to where he doesn't over he doesn't over pursuit to where a, the guy beats him. He's very under control, good feet. And uh, most of the times it looks like he's making those plays. Uh, so when he does rush, he can rush, you know, on pass plays. He can go and when he obviously realizes that it is. But when he he's good at realizing pass and, and run and what to do and he's just very very disciplined as far as that aspect goes so uh, whether he ends up putting on 25 pounds of muscle and turning into a defensive um, tackle or uh, playing defensive end because um, he is fast enough he's got the hands to do both and it's really just up to how he puts on his weight and, and how our our team wants to use him but he definitely looks like a, um, a guy that can help us down the road for sure tackles uh, just dn tackle. It's just another one of those tough positions where it's it's very hard to come in and, and just immediately impact when you're talking three star. LeQuint Allen uh, is the I believe he's the only offensive recruit for this class, mm-hmm. running back. So yeah, um, your Price he'll join the seven others, Malachi Davis. Yeah, the three we just oh. mentioned: LaQuint Allen, Cornell Perry. Yeah. Well, um, everybody, everybody had a big cow when, when we lost that other um, offensive player that we could have possibly had a week ago. That quarterback Henry. Yeah, Bellin. he was out of. Uh, he was in. Was it Rochester? Where the hell was he? I think, I think it was Rochester or something. He's in state for sure. Yeah, they went to Duke. And he went to Duke. <laughs> yes. Uh, and there was everybody. You know, that's when all these websites came out about the. Getting back to the in-state recruiting and losing in our in-state recruiting and everything. And I mean, it happens. 
know. How many it's how many guys so... from how many guys from Florida? We just got one from Florida that was offered by Florida State. I mean, it happens all it happens all over the board all the time. Right, but the guy that you just said from Florida, right? He's ranked like 144th in Florida as a recruit, and he's a high three-star going to Syracuse or a mid-three-star going to Syracuse. Is the 144th player. The state of New York puts out 15 D1 players a year. Let's just put it into perspective. Yeah. And when we really want to talk about it, how many of these guys in state have we gotten that was a bust? I mean, a couple of years ago, we were talking about we had to get Quiddy or White, four-star offensive lineman, offensive tackle. He's going to be our our left tackle. You know, he's going to block for you know the blind side of of, of uh, Devito. Right? Didn't play it down. Transferred. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of guys in state that haven't really performed, produced, or they end up going somewhere else. So, uh, I mean, I grew up in Syracuse and grew up playing football in New York. I live in North Carolina now. I, I mean, I can, I can see a difference. And, you know, it's just one of those things the, where New York t- State just isn't a great state for for football. So, I mean, I just the talent, the me. talent, The talent down even where I am for no, yeah, dude, you're Virginia football. Beach. Football, I yeah. mean, dude. Yeah. You, you got some big names coming out of Virginia Beach recently, too. So, um, it's a whole nother ball game here, I think. It's a little different down south than it is up north. And No, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of those guys up north, too, you got to think about guys like uh, that gentleman, that, that young kid we lost uh, at, for quarterback, I forget his name, ended up going to Duke. I mean, you know, maybe Henry one... Bowen. Yeah. Okay. Right. The fourth or something. Maybe. Maybe he wants to get the hell out of New York. Maybe it was just you know, humor in Syracuse as an option because it's a prestigious school and it's obviously well known and they have a decent in football state. program. It's in state. Right. It can be close to his family. But at the end of the day, maybe he's like, you know, I'll get the hell out of here. You know. Yeah, there's 50, there's 15 <laughs> D1 guys, right? The top five are getting recruited by the Ohio States and the SECs and the Texases of the world, and we're not going to get them. And then the bottom five, the 10 through 15, 11 through 15, they're going to mid-major schools. The MAC, Central Michigan, you know, stuff like that. It's the f- six through 10, those guys right there. Those are the guys in New York State that go to the Boston Colleges and, and the Pitts and the Rutgers, and we're all fighting for them. And, I mean, how many of them end up? I mean, we can go back to, back in time and talk about, you know, Mike Hart and, you know, more recently Stevie Scott at a CBA who ended up going to indiana for running back and now he's he just got drafted this past year um you can look at some some guys that we didn't offer but then for as many guys as we didn't offer we've gotten guys and been excited about guys big name top 10 guys from our state and we haven't really gotten anything out of it so i just don't really understand the hoopla all the time of like we have to win our in-state recruiting because i mean at the end of the day I think it's just it's just one of those. The state a, of Florida has over three hundred D one recruits. Sometimes, like, yeah, maybe. It, I mean, it, it's kind of one. It's something that I feel like just people people who want to complain will always find something to complain about. I've, I've never. I understand. I do understand the argument, but it's not like you're losing guys. I mean, you're losing guys in, in New York State. You know, let's take into consideration the actual state first, too, while we're talking about it. I mean, you know, guys. Losing out of Florida and, and you know, that's a whole different ball game, man. Like you said, right I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's 
when I got out of, I mean, look, I love Syracuse, man. It's home. But when I got out of there, I got out of there. That was yeah. it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's fun to visit sometimes, but I mean. Right. You know. Can you, get, can you blame a kid from Buffalo or Rochester or Syracuse or something like that? That You know, or even down in New York City. Can you blame them for yeah, anywhere over there. going to Florida State or, you know, any mm-hmm. of those teams? Georgia Tech? No. Somewhere down in Texas? I mean, I don't think you can. No. No. Let's remember. It's, it's all winter you play football. Okay? It's all winter. So, thankfully, the SU has a dome. It's the one thing they got going for them. Although, I think it would be quite entertaining to have an open facility for football <sighs> in Syracuse. They used to. I know, but... They used to. It would no, be... I think it just they have longer seasons and stuff like that. So, But that's another thing is, like, again, yeah, they, they have a dome, but they, have to still, they still have to live life outside in the snow. Like, they oh, still yeah, have to I mean... walk to the dome or drive to the dome shovel your way to the dome whatever yeah, you guys do just because you go to syracuse doesn't mean that you you live your whole life at syracuse in the dome it's not where your dorm is it's not where your classes are come on yeah you play football there that's okay it, it sh- helps when it comes to that point yeah i agree you still uh, gotta and- deal with the crap we all know that so anyways we will we've got i guess honestly man it's the 11th of july I expect some more recruits to roll in and stuff like that, and we'll we'll yeah. hit, we'll hit those up. But um, really looking forward to some summer basketball. I feel really strong. I feel really good about about Bayheim Army Bayheim's Army's chances, and yeah. I think um, I think that they're gonna make a. I think they could make a run this year. There's some look. There's some other good teams out there, but you got these two overseas elite guys. I mean, this is a this is the obviously, Joe hands down. This is the best team. Bayheim's army has ever had. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But as as we've seen this past weekend, when uh, you know the USA Olympic team the little exhibition game lost to Nigeria. Oh, I know. Oh, by the way, with uh, with uh, two Benigé. SU players, yeah, Benajay and uh, Jeremy Grant. Yep, Jeremy Grant. Yep, team on USA. The other, yep. On, on and, the other uh, teams, yeah. I mean, basketball, you have to you have to gel. You have to be able to play with each other, and that's kind of you know what it is: is continuity, playing with each other, and being able to play well together. And um, anybody who watches the NBA have seen it this year: the Phoenix Suns. And that's probably why they're going to win the NBA championship. And again, you saw it the other day: you can have some of the best players in the NBA playing on a team, and if you don't play well with each other, then you can get beat. So. Really, uh, they have the players, they have the talent. Definitely the best team we've had. It's just what what can they do up, up and that's until the tournament time to get to the point where everyone's happy with how many minutes people are playing and what your role is and how you play with each other. I mean, that's just really it. Well, that's what's been missing Bayheim's Army past couple of years is chemistry. You got – I wish I could remember that guy's name, Joe. But he was chucking up bad shots. I mean, this guy's supposed to be a sharpshooter, and he's a good shooter, but he didn't play well. They didn't play well as a team. They were very discombobulated and totally unorganized um, when they played the last couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's are you willing to accept less minutes for a title in the TBT? I think that's what it's going to come down to. you got to put your egos aside. If you want to win, you got to put your egos aside a little bit. Yep. You know, so unless you're Michael Jordan. it's going to have to be. Right. I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, that's really what it is. If you want to just play with your Syracuse buddies and see what happens and, you know, 
not win because you just need a little bit more talent, then that's just what it is. I mean, unless you can get your t- all your top guys that are sitting out there playing in all these leagues, then you're just not, you know, and that's just the fact of the matter. So, yeah, and they ha- you got to you know, put them aside. If you want to win, you got to put them aside, man. Everyone wants that money. Yeah, and Devendorf, he's been at this a long time. We don't know how much longer he's going to do it, but obviously – He's been very involved with getting some of these other players on the team, going outside the box and getting some of these other players and stuff. So, Devendorf doing his his part on on some of that recruiting end for them too. So, um, we'll see what happens. But uh, as soon as we can get back, everybody, we'll be back. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, you know, obviously, sir. Obviously, um, we are. I am, excuse me, I am very excited to to podcast once every two weeks, but I really should do it more. We'll get another one before the CBT, right? I I would hope so, but I'm discombobulated. For Joe. Sorry, man. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.